Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi taala wabarakatuh. Welcome back to the airwaves of the Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM stereo with the program called Talking Point and your host this evening Ridwan Ahmed. Now, as I mentioned earlier, we're going to be speaking about Sanzef and its conference, and it says that Sanzef hosted the first ever conference on Oqaf, Zakah and micro microfinance as tools for empowerment. It started on Sunday the 25th and Monday 26th of October in Pretoria. The conference is aimed at social entrepreneurs, activists and NGOs working in the charity development sectors and will be led by facilitators from Saudi Arabia, Indonesia and Pakistan. All facilitators are experts in the fields of Oqaf, Zakah and microfinance. Now this evening online we speak to the Gauteng Administrator for Sanzef and that is Brother Hussein Isof. Brother Hussein, Assalamu Alaikum. <clears throat> wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullah. Thank you very much for having me on your program and to your listeners. Assalamu alaikum as well. Shukran Zazilan. Now, uh, Mr. Hussain, let's just kick off the, the whole concept. You know, tell us a bit more about the conference uh, and who was specifically attended the conference. Okay, so as you did it uh, in your introduction, the conference was called the Conference on OCAV, Zaka, and Microfinance. And uh, your listeners would be aware that uh, Zakat and Wakaf or OCAV are two Islamic financial instruments or two, two uh, Islamic uh, concepts that are rooted in, in, in finance. Specifically between OCAV and Zakat, they are both a philanthropic form of, uh, of, uh, of, of charity, if you wish. And the objective of both of them is community empowerment and development and looking after the needs of the community. Microfinance, on the other hand, is a relatively new concept, uh, probably pioneered or made very popular by Yunus uh, uh, Mohammed, uh, Nobel laureate uh, from Bangladesh. And that too, looks at uh, empowering what is generally described as the people at the bottom of the pyramid. That means the poorest of the poor, and to find a way of giving them uh, financial access so that they can use uh, such facilities to improve, improve themselves. And for a recent while now, uh, Muslim scholars and academics have been looking at the three uh, different uh, programs, OCAP, Zakat, and microfinance, with the aim of integrating them so that we could accelerate the um, uh, the speed at which empowerment happens. So that that is in a in a nutshell the background to the conference itself. Mm-hmm. And Alhamdulillah, I mean, I, I, I noticed, for example, that the conference started uh, like yesterday and then it was, in fact, also today. And mm-hmm. how has the attendance been of delegates? Okay, so the conference uh, over the two days, firstly, let me, let me just give a background quickly to one, one point. So yesterday was dedicated to Zakat, and I'll, and I'll touch on that in a few minutes or so, and today on OCAF and microfinance. Yesterday being a Sunday, I suppose, partly, uh, the attendance was much better. We, we had over 90 participants at the uh, conference yesterday. Mm-hmm. But a really uh, 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 fantastic uh, interaction between the presenter and the participants that were there. The, the 90 plus were present at the venue, and we had a live streaming of the 
entire proceedings of the conference. And I'm given to understand that well over 500 uh, viewers uh, watch the program as well, uh, you know, at, at parts of the program during the day. Mm-hmm. So yesterday being Sunday, like I said, was the, was the focus on Zakah, today on Okaf and microfinance. The participation was just over 60 plus, uh, plus today. Uh, but microfinance, again, being relatively new, uh, the, the interest of the participants today was slightly different from that of yesterday. Uh, so we had people more in the financial sector coming today, whereas yesterday we had people more in the NGO uh, and developmental sector coming yesterday. Although I think both groups would have appreciated both the sessions because the idea and the objective behind us holding this conference and titling what we, as we have was to try and bring the three sectors together in recognizing that the work that needs to be done in empowering the community and in, in development can only be done if we are able to, uh, to um, uh, uh, how do you say, join the three initiatives to accelerate uh, the work that needed to be done. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, you know, uh, really, I mean, you said that obviously when one looks at the whole issue around the facilitators or the speakers, for example, uh, can you maybe just give us an idea, you know, of who the, the relevant speakers were? Yes. So yesterday we had, uh, so again, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to unfortunately do a yesterday and today. No, no, that's, perspective, that's right? fine. So yesterday morning we had an expert speaker from uh, Indonesia uh, brother Irfan, uh, in fact, it's Professor Irfan uh, Baik, uh, young professor, professor of, of no more than 38 or 39 years old, but his qualification is as long as my arm. Uh, he's got two master's degrees behind his name in Islamic economics and in, the, um, uh, in Islamic uh, studies as well. Uh, very articulate. Uh, can can you know talk on his feet? Uh, took some really tough questions, and was able to really um, impress the audience that was there yesterday in terms of the depth of his knowledge and his ability to find a way of giving a response, not at an academic level, but largely at a very practical level. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let me quickly tell you what he tried to do yesterday. So Sandef has been very fortunate that we've been part of a process internationally for the past year and a half almost, uh, an attempt has been made or is being made uh, predominantly in the OIC countries to try and standardize the regulation and the governance of Zakat institutions internationally. Mm-hmm. And the objective of uh, the exercise that we've been involved in for the past uh, year and a half is called the Zakat Core Principles uh, Working Group. And the idea of this working group is they are formulating a set of standards that would help institutions that manage Zakat to better regulate themselves, number one, Mm -hmm. in the interest of efficiency and effectiveness. So let me give it to you as an example what they don't do. The idea is not to delve into the fixed issues relating to zakat. Mm-hmm. It's not about the calculation of zakat, uh, except to the extent that uh, they talk about the distribution of zakat, 
the speed at which it ought to be distributed, um, where the priority of zakat ought to be, meaning the poor and needy over other categories, over the other asnaf of zakat. Uh, but, but mainly, they are concerned about how can institutions that manage zakat become more accountable, more transparent, and better at delivering zakat. And alhamdulillah, census has been invited. We are one of two minority communities. If I include Singapore, I suppose one of three minority communities that are part of this process uh, driven by the OIC. The other minority community is, um, is um, India. No, I lied to you. The fourth is Bosnia. So the, 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 the representatives from Bosnia sort of represent uh, Eastern, uh, Western Europe, if you wish. Uh, the brothers from India are representing the Indo-Pak, uh, but mostly the Indo- Indian subcontinent, uh, Singapore on their own, and South Africa. And what has been great about this is when we go to these conferences uh, on the standardization of zakat, two things are very clear. One is that even as census, we are able to make a contribution to the thinking around what is good and what is better. In the sense that your listeners would know that Sensef has, has a good reputation in producing the annual reports and our audited financial statements, uh, and not only producing it, but also officially publishing it for viewing. Mm-hmm. And when we went through for one of our meetings and we took to them our, our annual report, many, even in the Muslim-majority countries, were surprised at the level of the, of, of, of the documentation that we make available to our donor contributor base in South Africa. Mm-hmm. Brother Sen, can I ask you to stay on the line? We're going to go for a quick ad break, and when mm-hmm. we come back, we'll continue then with the program called The Talking Point here on The Voice of the Cape. The Voice of the Cape, The Voice of the Cape. Welcome back to the program called The Talking Point here on The Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM Stereo. And if you have just joined us, we are joined online by Brother Hussein Esof, who is the Gauteng Administrator for Sanzaf, and that is the African National Zakah Fund. Now, the South African National Zakah Fund hosted the first ever conference on Alqaf, Zakah and microfinance. Uh, these as power tools for empowerment. Now, they started on Sunday, and on Sunday, the 25th of October, they focused on Alqaf. And then on Monday, which is today, the 26th, uh, they looked at Zakah and microfinance. Now, they had facilitators in, who were experts in the fields of Alqaf. And I believe that, for example, on Alqaf, they had Professor Irfan Baik, uh, who was from Indonesia. Now, again, uh, chatting with us online is Brother Hussein. Is Brother Hussein? Yes, uh, just just one correction. So, uh, Professor spoke yesterday on zakat, and uh, and and today was on Okaf and microfinance. Oh, okay, Martha, he spoke problem, on no. on zakat. Okay, yes. now obviously, you know, uh, we're speaking about some of the people. Uh, the it's, it's, it was aimed at social entrepreneurs, activists, mm. and NGOs. Now, your masajid, for example, I mean, they also sometimes manage zakat. Uh, you know, what message do you have for them, for example? Well, what was very interesting, and in fact it was one of the questions that was raised yesterday, 
by one of the delegates, uh, how should we distribute zakat? And and uh, Professor sort of reminded us that the example of the Prophet mm-hmm. was that zakat was centrally collected into the Baytul Zakat or the Baytul Mal. And that it was very later during the, the, the reign of uh, Sayyidina, um, or, uh, Sayyidina Uthman when the practice uh, sort of became that of individual distribution. And even then, the individual distribution was limited to a few of the different types of wealth that an individual held. But the majority of the zakat was still given to the state or the Baytul Mal or Baytul Zakat for them to do the administration of it. But I think the principal point, and I think probably the more important one, is that they, what they suggested was a masjid should be an ideal platform for the distribution of zakat. Mm-hmm. Because what begins to happen is that the imam uh, and, and those that are in charge of or looking after the masjid uh, have an idea of the need of the people in their own locality. Mm-hmm. So what it means is that you don't have an opportunity to go from one place to another where you go and look for your sustenance somewhere else, but you, are, you, would, you, would, you should be going to your local masjid, and then the masjid then becomes the focal point of the community. And of course, if they work in coordination with an institution, uh, and, and like Sender, for example, in the Western Cape, has a very good relationship between the masjid and the officers themselves, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then the, the, the channel of distributing the zakat becomes much better because... Firstly, you are giving it to people who are deserving of it, according to the Sharia. But more importantly, the community is aware of uh, the need within their own community. Okay, shukran for that. And just to remind our listeners, we are chatting to Brother Hussein Esof, who is the Gauteng Administrator for Senzev, and that is the South African National Zakah Fund. Now, one of the other questions that I have for you, Brother Hussein, you know, is the issue of, you know, how is this going to make a change in our lives in terms of Muslim practice? Okay, so if I can maybe just touch on the, the, the session that we had today. So the session that we had today was, was, was broken up into two parts. The Islamic Development Bank and IRTI, which is the Islamic Research and Training Institute, mm-hmm. produced a report of 16 countries. And the, basically what the report looked at was to look at the potential of zakat in these countries. South Africa was one of them. was to look at the potential of zakat in this country, number one, and to report on the use and the effectiveness of zakat in those countries. So basically what they were able to do is they produced a, a, a piece of research that sort of checked how effective and how efficiently zakat is being distributed in the different countries. And the, and the report makes a very fascinating reading because it tells you different things for different countries. So for example, what they found is that where zakat is centrally collected and distributed, there's a higher probability and a higher chance or a higher success rate at truly uh, reducing uh, poverty in those communities. Mm-hmm. Of course, the quantum of zakat that they're talking about uh, in, in countries that are Muslim-majority countries, so it makes a big difference there, as opposed to you know, the, the, the amounts that we are able to collect locally. But, but that, that, so that's the one good lesson that came out of today is if you're able to pool your resources, you're able to do a lot more rather than 
individuals giving it directly to people because what you are able to give to people may be small, number one, mm-hmm. and there's no real impact out of that in the bigger scheme of things. So it would be better than to pull uh, that together? The session that we had this morning was on microfinance. And this one was really a very fascinating uh, uh, presentation. So what is known of microfinance generally is that the cost of lending uh, money is very high. The interest rate is very high. And so there's three modalities currently in South Africa for, 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 for lending money to people. One is through a commercial institution like our conventional banks. The problem with that is Brother Hussain, uh, I don't want to, yes. st- to, to, interrupt, to interrupt you. Let's go for a quick break quickly okay. uh, because I don't want to interrupt once you start the whole discussion yes. around uh, the micro uh, microfinance. We're going to go for a quick okay. air break and when we come back we'll then continue with the program called The Talking Point here on The Voice of the Cape. Voice of the Cape. The voice of Welcome back to the program called The Talking Point here on The Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM Stereo. And if you have just joined us, we are joined online by Brother Hussein Esof, who is the Gauteng Administrator for SANZEF, the South African National Zakah Fund. And this evening we are chatting about SANZEF hosting the first ever conference on Okaf, Zakah and microfinance. Now, Brother Hussein already took us through the whole issue around Okaf and Zakah, and we're now chatting about microfinance. Uh, Brother Husson? Yes, so I was giving you the example of the third session that we had uh, uh, in, in the conference and, 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 and this morning. Uh, the paper was delivered by a brother from, uh, from Pakistan. His name was Junaid Farid. And he represents an NGO in Pakistan called Akhuwat. Now, Akhuwat is an NGO that's about 12, 15 years old. And they lend money through their microfinance scheme at almost... Zero percent uh, charge. Mm-hmm. So, if you can imagine the cost of lending a hundred rand, you would pay back approximately hundred and one rand or hundred and two rand back. Mm-hmm. As compared to, if you go to a conventional bank, firstly, if you do not have collateral, you don't have access to finance. If you go to a loan shark, you would probably pay interest rate anywhere from fifty percent to 120%. If you went to, um, well, there isn't another option in South Africa, right? Mm-hmm. So, and, and, and so there are NGOs that play in the microfinance field, but their cost of lending the money is also anywhere from 25 to 50%, which means those that are most in need of financial capital and financial resources specifically to help them out of the situation, uh, they are almost burdened with the interest payment and they never come out of the situation. Whereas with Ahuwat, they started off 12 to 15 years ago with $100. Mm-hmm. They're now worth $60 million. Their rate of return, their rate of payment is at 98%. That means for every, one, every 100 people that they've given money to, 98 of them have paid back. Mm-hmm. Number two is that the cost of their loan, they have reduced it to such an extent 
that it makes it viable for people to come and loan. And the ambition, believe it or not, is to make it 0%. Mm-hmm. Meaning, I give you 100, you give me back 100. Like 100 yes. And that truly is Karza Hassan, you know, the Islamic concept of loan, a goodly loan, as we would call it. And the interest of that is, uh, is, is, in, is, is in favor of the person who's taking the loan. And so that's why scholars recently have been looking at these three um, financial instruments, zakat, okaf, and microfinance, to say if each individually can they achieve X, together how much quicker and how much faster won't we be able to uh, look at uh, empowering the community and reducing the need and poverty that exists in our society? Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, it, it certainly sounds quite interesting and very informative uh, mm. from what I'm hearing from you, Brother Hussein. So the question to my mind then really is, you know, uh, will there be any future uh, conferences of this nature? Well, if not, uh, uh, if not of this particular format, what we're certainly hoping to do is to look at each one now individually and say, how do we help people set up this? So uh, who, just as an example, runs a two-week training program in Pakistan. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so what we would want to do is garner enough interest locally from as many individuals, businesses, NGOs, whoever, and maybe invite them to South Africa to run a specialized training program. And so from the little that we were able to, uh, they were able to share with us today, for example, uh, they, they, they demonstrated that lit- they, they, they do training over the two-week period covering the A to Z. And their intent is to spread the word on how this thing can be done. And so there's certainly interest from them to set up, if not a satellite, but to have a relationship with somebody locally uh, so that more poor have access to the kind of resources and capital uh, that Ahuwet could potentially offer uh, in future in future times. Mm-hmm. So there certainly then is an appeal, as you rightly say, you know, for either business or people or entrepreneurs to really to become involved and look at how we can in, extend an invitation to Uhuwat to really come and empower us and see how we can, you know, best serve uh, this particular issue. Now, if there is anybody interested in, in this particular issue, how would they then make contact with uh, you, Brother Hussein, or should they just contact Sanzef? Yes, I suppose they could look. There's two ways. So we don't we don't want to be gatekeepers necessarily in this field, right? Mm-hmm. And Ahuwat, I mean, I mentioned them. They've got a website. It's simply just connect with them and go. To, and, and 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 if your and if your invitation is strong enough, certainly you can interact with them and and, and do what you need to do. Uh, but but I suppose if there are enough people that are interested um, uh, in doing this, let's get together. Because the truth of the matter is no, no one NGO or no one businessman is going to be able to achieve what we need to achieve on their own. We, this has to be a collective. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the challenges of poverty are so huge in this country that no one single NGO in this country is, able, is going to be able to tackle it on its own. So there has to be a level of cooperation, a level of uh, networking among NGOs to say, Let's sectorize ourselves. Let's work in specialized areas so that we can do work effectively in those areas before we move on to the next. So I suppose one way of doing it is maybe communicating with us uh, through the local center of office, and uh, we'll be able to uh, gauge interest 
and then of course invite Ahuwa uh, to come formally at some later point, maybe early in the new year, to run a full training program. Amen, inshallah. Just out of interest, mm-hmm. for those who are interested in viewing the entire proceedings that we had since Sunday morning, it's all available for free on YouTube. You just need to, through our defensive website, you'll see all the links for all the different sessions. So at the leisure, at your leisure, you can then listen and go through all the presentations on your own and inshallah benefit through that way as well. I mean, inshallah. Well, as uh, Brother Husan Esof, as we said, uh, the Gauteng Administrator for Sanzaf, the South African National Zakah Fund, you can go onto YouTube and actually view the entire proceedings with regards to the first ever conference on Aukaf and Zakah and microfinance, which was arranged and hosted by Sanzaf. Uh, that will certainly be uh, of benefit. Now, Brother Husan, shukran very much for your time, and we really want to wish you everything of the best with all future endeavors. And maybe you see, uh, in terms of the networking, let's see how we can get Ukhuwat here. And as you said, you know, really try and assist as many of our Muslim brothers and sisters as we possibly can. Inshallah. Shukran Zazilan once again. And on that note, I bid you assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalamu wa rahmatullahi